This is Jade Robran. Thanks for joining the program at six minutes past two o'clock on this Monday afternoon. Did you uh, head into the Fringe by any chance over the weekend or into the city? I went on Friday night, all day Saturday and Saturday night. I had such a great time. Took the family. I was doing a bit of filming with Channel 9 on the Saturday with Hello SA. And, oh, we had an absolute ball. And I walked away just thinking, hallelujah, the city is alive again. Joining me now is Joe O'Callaghan, who's Head of Programs and Development at the Adelaide Fringe. Joe, congratulations on the opening weekend. It was huge. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, look, I think that congratulations belongs to all of the artists and venues and, and various people that got together to make this Fringe happen. It's, um, it is absolutely an alleluia, I think, as you've, you've very well put. It's, um, it's amazing to see it all come together and happen and uh, it's nice to know we've got another four weeks to celebrate. I have to commend you. When I went into Gluttony, the security guards were very, very strict, really tight on everybody showing their vaccination certificates. So automatically you felt, oh, okay, risk is pretty low. Every, we're outside, everyone's spaced out and I didn't have a fear in the world, but I I must admit, last week I was like, oh, do I, don't I? Got to Friday afternoon, the weather was stunning. I thought, no, nah, I need to get out. We need the butterflies to break out of their cocoons and uh, finally get your life back. So they're, they're, it's good. Everywhere you go, you feel safe. Absolutely, and I think that's the overwhelming feedback that we've got from the opening weekend is that, uh, you know, those that might have been a little bit dubious to get out, they've actually felt like it was the right move and that they've gone out and they've felt safe and they're like, oh, this is all under control and they understand the measures that are in place around mask wearing and social distancing and all of our venues being at 75% capacity. So they, they definitely are feeling like it's an enjoyable experience and something that they can um, jump into without too much uh I, I guess, fear in, in that space. So it's good that you have that experience too. Can you elaborate a bit on that? Because there would be still a lot of people out there who are staying at home and didn't want to go in, maybe just sitting back and watching what unfolds over the you know opening weekend. So what COVID protocols do you have in place to make sure that it is a safe environment? Uh, absolutely. And I think the, the main thing is just to ensure audiences that they can feel confident in the safety of the festival uh, we've, we've spent two years now working really closely with FA Health and navigating the boundaries that um, I guess they, they work with us on to make sure that they can generally have the festival happen, uh, but in a safe way to obviously public safety is at the top of our priority list as well. So making sure that those things are, are considered and thought about and in consultation with all of our key stakeholders has been really good. Mm. Um, and definitely those, those things are sort of, as I said, Many venues are double back venues, so all of our, our sort of major hubs, Garden and Gluttony, but also many other venues on the website, um, you'll see a little vaccination symbol, which says that they do require uh, double vaccination to enter those venues, so look for that. And then across our entire festival, everyone is required to wear a mask. So in the venue, uh, unless you're eating and drinking, uh, you generally have to wear a mask. So definitely have, have your mask washed and ready to go. Um, and then along with that, we're just making sure we're prioritising extra space. So, you know, queuing spaces, foyer spaces, uh, where possible people have sort of pushed audiences out into um, laneways or um, outside areas like the Rhino Rooms doing a great street party um, every Friday and Saturday night so the audiences can sort of wait before and after their show outside rather than sort of having to queue too close together. Mm. Um, so there's lots of innovations like that that are really supporting people to... Um, I guess, move through this festival in a COVID-safe way. And 
there's also lots of hand sanitizer around and all of those usual things that we've been seeing for a long time. And of course, QR check-ins are still um, a thing for Fringe. So make sure you've got your uh, apps ready to go to QR check-in wherever you do go this Fringe. Well, let's talk about a couple of the highlights. Uh, what can audiences look forward to for the 2022 season? Well, look, I think um, if I really, truly was able to answer that question, I think we'd be here for about three years. Um, there's so many highlights, and I guess um, one of the things that I think is really important to note is that there is definitely something for everyone. You know, we're quite colloquially called the People's Festival for a reason. Um, Adelaide Fringe is unedited. It's not curated. You know, everybody has a chance to tell their story on the stage that they choose. So um, everything is varied and broad, and, and there truly is something for everyone. So I think... The best advice I can give is to jump into the website and um, we've got a new development this year called My Fringe Planner. So you can literally sort of like a whole lot of shows that you like the sound of and then it will populate a, a bit of a schedule for you to see when you might be able to see those shows. Oh, clever. Um, yeah, so it's really good. And, and then I guess also there's a near me now function. So for those people who might be in uh, sort of suburban or regional areas or definitely for tourists that are coming into Adelaide that are just like, gee, what's on in the next, you know, half an hour? What could we go see that's in walking distance to me right now? So using the near me now function is really popular as well as the daily diary. So, um, there's some great opportunities to kind of figure out what this festival might bring for you this year. Um, and I guess, some of the key highlights for me definitely is Sky Song, which will be down at Leckensfield Winery um, opening uh, the end of March, well, sort of the 10th or 11th of March. Mm. So that's going to be an exciting collaboration between a number of different uh, artists. There's Uncle Archie Roach is narrating um, the show and the soundtrack has been coordinated by Nancy Bates, both incredible musicians, uh, and there's a, going to be hundreds of drones in the sky and a really exciting kind of story will be told through that space. So I think definitely Sky Song is one of our flagship events for this year. Um, did you see anything over the weekend that jumped out at you? Do you know, I the I, the name escapes me now, but the Southern, no, Northern Lights, the lights oh, in... So there was that happening. And then yeah. I also interviewed uh, the people from Oracle and also uh, we... What else did we do? Um... Uh, what's the novelist? Roald Dahl and the Imagination oh, yeah. Seekers. So I interviewed the, the crew from there. I did a, um, a bit of a f filming this weekend with, uh, Hello SA, Channel 9's travel show. So we were really lucky to meet the, the actors and the performers and they were just so grateful. I walked away just thinking, wow, they're, they're just so happy to be back in, you know, in front of audiences again. And the, the dear lady who's uh, headlining Roald Dahl, she's like, just seeing the kids' faces again and seeing how happy they are just makes us so happy. So it's, it's a real vibe there at the moment that people are just, thank goodness we can get out and do what we love. Absolutely. I think, you know, I was able to see about eight shows across the weekend and pretty much every performer mentions that in their show and they just said how grateful they were and you know many of them had been planning to get to Perth but for whatever reasons around the borders they couldn't get there and um you know other festivals that they were performing at previously last year they hadn't been able to perform at so there's mm. a real vibe that artists are just so incredibly happy that they have this opportunity to be on the stage and we've been really lucky with our funding as well this year to be able to give out some extra funding support um, to all of uh, the artists and venues that really needed it and um, that's been really helpful as well. So there's a really good vibe in the space and I think what was what was uh, definitely a dubious year, we weren't sure how it was going to go. We've had a really strong opening weekend and I just hope that that continues for the next four weeks. 
It is so good. And, you know, I think uh, I was stopped walking down, uh, I was exiting Gluttony, and I had this group that had just left Oracle, and they just uh, tapped me on the shoulder and said, we just have to tell you, it was just amazing, and they got a standing ovation, and his wife, she was like, I was in tears, I was just moved by it so much, and I feel like that whole art sector, we've just been craving and missing it so much, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, audiences and artists alike, you know, and venues for that matter, you know, they're so great to see how many people are coming into the city during the weekend and also going to our regional and suburban venue hubs. There's been mm-hmm. such a, a great feeling from businesses as well as artists and performers as well as audiences that we're just able to come together and share that collective experience and lots of people going up for dinner afterwards and grabbing drinks and it's just building that vibrancy again and feeling feeling that sense of community, which is what we're all about. Well, yeah, you're right, actually, because we walked down the East End afterwards and I don't think you could get a seat at any of the restaurants. And I was in town maybe about three weeks ago walking down Rundle Street and it was dead. All the cafes were shut and it was a really sad, gloomy look. And then walking down again on Friday night, it was like a completely different city. Everything was open. Everyone was buzzing. There were, you know, DJs and musicians. Kids were running around and oh, it was a welcome relief, I have to say. It's been too tough years and I know there's a lot of people out there that you know are afraid to still go out and I, I understand that and I respect that and people will leave their houses in their own time when they feel ready. I am ready and it was great to be out and about. And I guess that's probably a good moment to mention our watch from home feature on the website for those people who might not be willing to get out and about. There is a number of shows that have very high quality recordings of their work and also have live um, offerings. So uh, we were able to do that at our welcome ceremony on Thursday. We're actually working with Channel 44 and that was able to go out. But you can purchase a number of tickets on the website. That means you can still experience Fringe from your lounge room. Wow. So I definitely encourage people to look up on the website. The watch from home symbol appears throughout the printed guide as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely have a look at that. If, if it's not quite right for you or you don't feel safe sitting in a venue with other people, you can definitely still get a feeling of Fringe at home. And then the um, the Fringe on Tour, can you explain how you can get involved with that? Uh, absolutely. So Adelaide Fringe is, is definitely not just in Adelaide. We do a lot of regional stuff and there's many, many venues regionally. In fact, hundreds of events that happen outside of Adelaide. Um, and so a big shout out to everyone that's in regional South Australia that's putting on Fringe events. Um, and we take the Adelaide Fringe caravan to six different destinations this year. And so it'll pop up for a free family-friendly event in the afternoon on a weekend. And so it's really accessible. It's absolutely free. People can come down and enjoy a little taste of what Fringe has to offer. It's generally a lineup of different acts from Fringe. Um, it goes for about two to four hours, depending on the location. So bring your picnic rugs, bring your family, even your dog can come on down and enjoy Fringe on Tour. And this year we're heading to Murray Bridge, Victor Harbour, Narra Court, uh, the River Fringe in Wakery, Kingston South East, and of course Wyala. So there's lots of great things to enjoy in that space. And um, similarly, there's a lot of ticketed events happening across South Australia as well. And we've seen a big, um, I guess, movement in a lot of uh, venues in the regions taking up the opportunity to participate in Fringe. And uh, the Rising Sun in, in Clare Valley actually has a great program across all five weeks. And similarly in Tumby Bay, they've got the Colour Tumby Festival happening along the That's March long weekend. That's meant to be spectacular. Weekend. Ah, oh, it's really, it's really brilliant. And that's just two of, you know, hundreds of events that are happening across the space. So definitely, if you feel like a trip to the regions, um, I can absolutely guarantee you'll find some fringe uh, all across the state. 
Joe, thanks so much for your time. We are going to be joined by a special guest coming up afterwards, one of the performers at The Fringe, a comedian called Georgie Carroll. Stay with us. Joe Callahan, Head of Programs and Development there at the Adelaide Fringe. We appreciate your time. No, thank you. Mum, Dad, I've met someone. Oh, my God. Is he a doctor, a lawyer? Is he a surgeon? He's a concreter. From Adelaide Exposed Concrete. (sighs) But why? Didn't you say so? (laughs) At Adelaide Exposed Concrete, we're committed to the highest standards of service, design and workmanship. Finally, we've got a concreter in the family. Adelaide Exposed Concrete. Best on ground, all year round. Next time you buy seafood from the deli section of your supermarket, ask them if they know who caught it. Oh, wait, sorry, you can't, because they won't know. Unlike Kirkbright Seafood, they won't have the contact details of the person who caught it, what time it was caught, or where it was caught. I mean, you'd have to care a hell of a lot to go to those sorts of lengths. Lucky for you, Kirkbright Seafood do. Duthie Street, Unley. kirkbrightseafood.com.au So much to do in Mad March. Tab Adelaide Cup Day is a must. Head to Morfordville Racecourse for SA's favourite race day on Monday, March 14th. Catch the brilliant atmosphere with fashion, food, a gin village and more. Plus all the trackside action with the Group 2 Tab Adelaide Cup. For tickets and everything else you need to know, go to morfordville.com.au. See you at Morfordville on Tab Adelaide Cup Day. Don't chase your losses. Walk away. Gamble responsibly. With the new 5AA player, you can choose from over 350 podcast titles, all on the one app. Like The Space, a bite-sized mindfulness podcast hosted by Casey Donovan that's unlike any other. Through the sharing of inspirational stories, the Live Life in Sneakers podcast explores what it's like to live your life in metaphorical sneakers. Or join business coach and busy mum of three, Amy Bett, as she helps women learn the secrets to a profitable business and a life they adore on The Choice. Listen via the 5AA player or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone living with a disability faces different barriers. BET Group draw on lived experience to provide stylish and homely accommodation so people with disabilities can live well and thrive. Choice, independence and creating an environment to flourish in are their core values. Whether it's supported independent living or adapting a home, BET Group are an NDIS provider supporting people with disabilities in ways that best suit them. Visit betgroupglobal.com.au Papa, when we go see the twins, can we go down to the lake? Only if Kate's with you. Or Mum and I are there too. What are you sighing about? I can swim. I know you can. You're a very good swimmer. But are you forgetting the five? How can I forget the five? You make me say it ten times a day. Slight exaggeration. Bench the ball, shut the gate, teach your kids to swim. It's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate. Supervise, Harper, supervise. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive. Do the five. Jade Robran. On 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. 21 minutes past 2 o'clock. Thanks for joining the program on this Monday afternoon, February 21. It's about 20 degrees out there today. A little bit chilly, few uh, clouds in the sky. My next guest has got a show on at Fringe. We're talking all things Fringe at the moment. I would love to welcome Georgie Carroll to the program, or should I be calling you Nurse Georgie Carroll? Oh, I, re- I reckon you can. We can go with Georgie today. 
Unless you've got a medical problem for me, Jay. Oh, where um, do yeah. I start? Where do you show us your rashes? <laughs> um, well, we could totally flip this segment on on its head and open the uh, open the lines to anyone who's got a medical problem. Call in because Georgie can fix it in a hilarious way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can. Um, yeah. So you are a comedian, love front, fronting, uh, you know, people up on the stage, but you did put your nurse's hat back on. A lot of health workers oh. out there would say, what? Why? Oh, on and off, mate. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but the arts went a little bit to the rubbish mm. this last couple of years. And so I would say I had loads of projects on the go. I wrote a book. I uh, My special got on Channel 10, but I definitely had a lot of free time. <laughs> and I thought, a little bit of me thought I should probably go and help out a little bit. But I didn't want to be proper COVID fighting. I went to the vaccination clinics. Oh, okay. In fact, I am intensive care trained. I did intensive care for 11 years. And when I took the contract back on, they said, do you do intensive care? And I was like, oh, I've heard of it. You know, like, but yeah, I was like, I, I just didn't want to work in proper nursing. I don't <laughs> want to tick that box, thanks. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be in intensive care. I'll go and stick jabs in arms. So I did a little bit of that. Um, and yeah, and so I could still keep my creative side going. Oh, God, I'm so happy. I am so happy that Fringe is on. And how I just did... heard you talking to Joe, and it's just like, like it's just such a joy to be spontaneous and joyful again. And yeah, yeah, and it is, isn't it? Did you um, were you there on the weekend? Absolutely. So I just so like yeah, like she just said, some people missed Perth, and that's generally where we. That's our boot camp. We go there and we fail and we grow <laughs> and we do that to the Western Australians so that we can be nice and shiny when it comes to Adelaide Fringe. And I was tapping it that first night because I'm just practicing my jokes in my bedroom at that point because there's no purse. And then, you know, you're never that funny in front of your mirror. Well, no. And I wasn't sure how it would go. And you just have to throw yourself at it like a kid at a jetty jump. You just have to go, right. They've all had a wash and found a babysitter and come out to watch her just own it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was liberating. I, I was so I didn't sleep all of the first night, just excited. Oh, that's so, so I get good. To do this for a month. And were you the funniest you've ever been? Oh, yeah, I've been the top. It was one of the most enjoyable performances because it was a whole new skill set. I didn't know I had to not have practiced it on other people first and just to trust that it was going to be good. Yeah, and I'm a good self-assessor. If I was rubbish, I'd have said it. But I was, yeah, oh, I was shiny, mate. <laughs> it, was a, it was it was a good J jump, you know. It was good. <laughs> and you do a big bomb at the end, a big splash. It was like, yeah, oh, we're going yeah. out with in style. Yeah. This worked for me. Well, tell us about the show. What it's what's it all about? So I'm less and less about nursing on the stage now, mm -hmm. just because I do less and less of it. You can't make a whole show about vaccinating. That's nobody's night out. Um, but it's just always from the voice of a nurse. So I've been a nurse for 20-odd years. And it's just like a collection of things you know when you're talking to a nurse. And you, you know that they're going to be a bit brutal, bit kind, bit nurturing, but also, you know, judgy, but still care. You know, it's that kind of... So every aspect of my life, I brought my mum over from England. I've got teenagers. Um, I still do some of the nursing. So it's stories like that. If you imagine... Having like a dinner party with mm. a load of nurses or sitting in a staff room with a load of nurses, that's the vibe of it. It's just staff room banter. You would have the best and stories. I do. 
I do have the best stories. It's so hard in Adelaide as well because everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And this is where I work. And it's just like I have to be so careful. So it's what do you... it enough. Well, how do you talk about a um, a really, really grumpy patient? Just Mr. X did this. Oh, oh, I've found such a good loophole for this. If you look at the Google reviews of hospitals, the patients, the grumpy ones, go on there and complain with their full name. So if they put it on Google, I reckon I can say their name. Open slather. <laughs> <laughs> if they've gone on Google and uh, slated my fellow colleagues, I definitely can name them on stage, I reckon. Because they're out there in the wild saying these things. So, well, yeah, they've said it, not you. They've said it and put their name to it, and it's some crazy things that they complain about. There's one complaining about that this was Cynthia Cartwright, if you're out there. Uh, thanks for your feedback, Cynthia. <laughs> she, she, she complained that she'd been in emergency for six hours and they did nothing. Um, and then she went to a GP and they sorted it immediately, um, oh. which kind of indicates that you don't have an emergency, Cynthia. That's exactly, even I know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, I can, I can certainly, if they've, if they've outed themselves, I'll, I'll help them get their word out there. Well, That's I always find do. this one an interesting one. Um, you talk about objects stuck where they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, you can't be too specific about that. No, we'll just keep it very vague. Thinking, <laughs> yeah, nobody's in the audience who's that thinking that I'm talking about the other person that did that if it was them, are they? You know, <laughs> like, they're, <laughs> they're, yeah. Sometimes you'll hear somebody squeal when I start talking about it and you think, oh, somebody's having a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, Georgie, thank you. you. And tell right. me, how can people let's see your show? Where are you? What times? Well, I'm desperate for the love um, because I just miss performing so much. I only found performing when I was like 36, so I I love that I've got it now in my life. And so I'm on every night except Mondays at 8:15 in the garden, and bring everybody. Just bring everybody and go and watch everything. Great. Thank, um, <laughs> thank you, Georgie, very much. That's Georgie Carroll there. And you can see Georgie perform at the Garden of Unearthly Nights at 8.15. And you can jump on adelaidefringe.com.au and uh, and search Georgie Carroll if you would like to uh, buy some tickets. We're going to take a really short break. But coming up afterwards, how 